InfoTrack continues. Our next guest says there are significant advantages to a different style of thinking. We're talking about dyslexia. We welcome Brock Eide to the show. He's a medical doctor and co-author of The Dyslexic Advantage. His co-author is his wife, Fernette Eide. Brock, as we start out here, give us a quick definition of dyslexia. What does it mean to be dyslexic? The technical definition for dyslexia is based on the disadvantage side of dyslexia, which are difficulties in reading, and particularly reading difficulties that are caused at the level of identifying words. So decoding words, figuring out what the word identity is, and those difficulties can be caused by a number of underlying processing differences that make handling the sounds in words or some of the visual features in words difficult and sometimes in bringing back the language-related information that relates to the visual image of the word to mind. But there are a whole variety of different kinds of reading problems. Dyslexia is really the problem that's based at the word level and the subword level, and it causes problems with decoding and spelling primarily. And I understand that approximately 20% of the population may have some form of dyslexia. Is that right? That's right. And the signs and symptoms of dyslexia and also the strengths that we'll be talking about exist on a continuum. They're not caused by differences in a single gene, for example, so that there's not a precise cutoff between people with dyslexia and people who are not dyslexic, but more of a continuity. So if you're looking at people that have some features of dyslexia and may show dyslexic type difficulties, but don't quite meet the level of difficulty that's required for a full diagnosis, we're talking really a third of the population that this is relevant for. So the conventional view, as you mentioned, is that dyslexic people have challenges with reading and spelling. There's little awareness of a positive side of the condition, but your view goes much deeper and you've identified strengths among dyslexic individuals and you tag these with four different strengths signified with the letters M-I-N-D, MIND. Could you explain those? Yes. MIND is an acronym that we came up with just to make it easier to remember, but M stands for material reasoning, so reasoning about objects in the material universe. And it really can be the shape of objects, the motion of objects, so any of those physical properties, how things move in space and how they're oriented in space or shaped in space. I stands for interconnected reasoning, and that really deals with systems-based reasoning, how things connect together, how they relate to each other. Uh, can deal with analogies and metaphors. So it's really relationships and systems and how things fit together. N stands for narrative reasoning, and it really refers to the fact that dyslexic people tend to prefer remembering things as events or as episodes or examples or cases rather than as sort of stripped-down dictionary-type definitions that deal with more abstract memories. If you look at the long-term memory system, there are two main kinds of long-term memories. There are ones that are called episodic because they relate to episodes, things that have happened in life. So those are what we're talking about with dyslexic people. Memories as episodes or cases or examples, as opposed to semantic or primarily word-based memory. People that have this more narrative, episodic reasoning style 
There are a whole bunch of consequences to that, but that's more characteristic of dyslexic people. Finally, D stands for dynamic reasoning. And that's basically the ability to understand and predict how things change over time. So it's the ability to take in mind a particular kind of process and think forward into the future or think backward into the past and think about how conditions would be at some other time if you followed that process out in time over time. So you can be a financier who's trying to predict what business conditions are going to be like or where the stock market's going to be at a certain period in the future. Or you can be a paleontologist looking back into the past to try to figure out what life was like 60 million years ago. So those are the mind strengths. We're talking with Brock ID. He's a medical doctor and co-author with Fernet ID of the book, The Dyslexic Advantage, Unlocking the Hidden Potential of the Dyslexic Brain. Your book has stories of people who found ways to excel despite their dyslexia, or perhaps I should say thanks to their dyslexia. In one case, a high school dropout later earned a doctorate in biomedical engineering and now has a great career in that field. I'm wondering if you could just fill us in on that story a little bit. Yeah, that's the story of a young man named Gary McGregor, who's an amazing young engineer and entrepreneur now in Texas. And Gary, as a young student, came from a family where his father was a mechanic and his mother cleaned houses. And he did not have a sense of himself as a student. He did not get a lot of encouragement to study a lot when he was a child. And school was incredibly difficult for him because he was dyslexic. He had a tremendous amount of difficulty learning to read. He was never able to get in mathematics beyond simple addition and subtraction. So he was not able to do multiplication or division or work on dividing fractions or things like that. And he really stumbled through school all the way until he was about 15. And then he finally dropped out. And he ended up finally with a good job working for a mechanical firm that serviced a lot of factories down in Texas oil country. And as he was working, fixing the boilers and fixing the different elements of the factory, he found that he was very interested in what was going on. And he asked people a lot of questions about what exactly the parts that they were working on did and how they connected to the factory. And he found that over time, he built up a pretty good image in his mind of what was going on. And that helped him more and more problem solve in what they were doing. And eventually, one of his buddies said to him, you know, if you really want to make good money, what you ought to do is become an engineer. And he said, well, I'm not very good in school. But his friend just kept encouraging him to think about that. And so finally, Gary said, well, I'll take a test at the community college and see if I would be able to get into the school there. And so he took the test and they basically told him that he would be remedial level in all subjects. But Gary just had a strong feeling that he should do that. And so he ended up giving it a shot. And to make a long story short, when he got to community college, he had a math teacher who finally told him, you know, I don't care how you do math, but I care that you get the right answer. So if you can tell me how you're doing it and convince me that you have some way to do it, then I'll accept your answers. And Gary found that by using the same kind of visualization and mental imagery that he'd begun to use in his factory work, to reason through math problems that he was actually pretty good at math. And within two years, he went from not being able to do adding and dividing fractions to the uh, full college calculus course. 
and he ended up getting a scholarship to go to the University of Texas at Austin and join their engineering department, which is a top 10 engineering department in the country, and ended up sticking through some very difficult times that he had with his reading abilities, but sticking through and working hard and learning how he learned and using assistive technologies and ended up with a PhD in biomedical engineering. And now he's working in a very large engineering firm down in Texas, and he's one of the senior executives for that firm. He's not yet 40 years old. Yeah, it's a fantastic story. The book is The Dyslexic Advantage, Unlocking the Hidden Potential of the Dyslexic Brain. Brock ID, MD, and Fernet ID, MD, co-authors. Brock, thank you so much for joining us today. You're very welcome. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks of Chicago.